All right, everybody. Jim Carpenter from the governor of the free state of Colorado, Republican of the United States of America. Go ahead, Jim. Thank you, Joseph. Good evening, America. We are in the middle of a revolution, whether we realize it or not. Tonight, I want to report to the American people that thanks to a combined effort of Joe and Mike uh, with Righteous Army and many others, uh, Justice Waters and myself, have all been busy communicating. And communication is what that's encouraging. And we're finding that we have a lot more in common than we have the differences. So now the question is, how do we implement this? And so we bring uh, our Constitution and our Bill of Rights into play. Justice Waters, a studied man, is great at uh, helping us to understand the mechanics of all of this because we're only going to get one shot and we need to do it right the first time. This is our hill, folks. Uh, it's time for us to get organized for what's coming. Uh, we're about to own our future. Justice Waters. Thank you, Governor. Hello, America. We are the Republic for the United States of America. We are the same Republic that your founding fathers in the 1700s built with the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and all that comes based upon the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures. Tonight, I'm going to kind of rehash something. I'm going to do it in a different way to where there should not be any question when I'm done how this procedure works. As a justice in a court, procedure is everything. If you don't understand the procedure, then nothing gets done correctly. And like the governor just said, we have one shot at this. It's either going to get done correctly or it's not going to get done at all. So here we go, the Northwest Ordinance. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this out to you in time periods. And now remember, this is hypothetical, but the steps are correct. The steps must take place in this order. This is how it will be done. The days and the, the weeks that I'm going to talk about, they are just an example. So step one, day one, the corporation falls. Doesn't make any difference how or why, it just falls. It collapses. Why? Because there's the Federal Reserve. And when it collapses, the corporation collapses because the Federal Reserve is the backbone of the corporation. Day one, step two. The Biden administration goes into hiding. The deep state follows. They're going anywhere they can go to hide from the American people. Parts, not all, but parts of the United States military take charge and they hold the nation in check. They, at that moment, 
are the only thing keeping this nation from being taken over by another entity. Day two comes. Step three, the republic. That's we, the ones you're listening to right now. They, because of what we have done 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, we get stood up by international law. Now, next last week there was some confusion about all that. Here's why that will work. Because we, right now we have a number of nations that back us in reality. They watch us. They even listen in on our phone calls. We have filled out all the proper paperwork given it to all the proper areas of the international law. And that's why this republic will be stood up. Not because we're so great and we look good, but because by international law, we're next in line, we filled out the proper paperwork, and those within international law has accepted it. Step four, still on day two. The President of the Republic, James Geiger, calls for the national militia to step up and take charge. Now, we don't have states yet. I'm going to explain that in a minute. We don't have states yet, so what we have is a bunch of territory. And in those territories, we have militia. The president, who is the only real person in charge at the moment, is going to call those militiamen up from all over the country to guard their territories, their counties, their cities that they live in, protect them. Martial law won't be like you hear, but there will be a form of martial law where if somebody from another entity or nation tries to come in and take over, those militiamen have the right and the authority under the president to eliminate, and if you don't understand what that means, that means kill all enemies who will try to come in and take over this nation. I want everybody to understand this is being done in a proper, a godly, and a law-abiding way. We have the right to defend our land, and we will. Step five, the president appoints governors in each of the state territories. Now, what do I mean? I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you live in a nice little retirement area or you, you live in a resort area. It's very nice. It's got a lake, a beach. People from all over the country come and they, they stay there. They put money into your local economy. You love it there. 30,000, 40,000 people. One day a tornado comes through. That sucker is a mile and a half wide. And it comes right down Main Street and wipes out your entire town. Now, you have the boundary of your town there, 
and you have the people of your town there, except you don't have a town. It's gone. Well, the corporation would be the tornado. They came in and took over all the states. And when the uh, corporation has gone away, they take those states with them. They are their entity. And what is left is a barren land. It's not a state. The people are there. The boundaries are there. But the actual law name of that state is not there. It now becomes a territory. That's why the Northwest Ordinance comes into play with us. That's why our president, James Geiger, can start appointing governors in each of what I will call the state territories. Now, it's not going to happen in one day. It may take a month to get all that done. It may only take a week. Now, at this point in time, people are desperate. They don't know about where their next paycheck's coming from. They want to get something done quickly. There's going to be chaos, yes. That's why the militia and the army on the land is there, to protect those people who are scared and wanting to know. The jobs are still there. The corporation, like Ford Motor Company and all these other small businesses, they're there. They're still in operation. But there's no central bank, no Federal Reserve, no money coming from a centralized banking system, a cartel, a mob. You can think of a mob in, in New York City. That's who's running your bank. That's who's running your country right now. Look at the news. See the people in D.C. They are not your people. They are a mob, and they belong to what we would call the syndicate. They have your interest. They just flushed it down the toilet. They don't listen to you, and that's why they collapse. It's, it's going on. It's happening right now before your eyes. You just don't, you don't know it. What Biden just did today by signing another $739 billion spending bill is going to help collapse everything. It's coming, folks. That's why it's important to know how this Northwest Ordinance operates. Because when it goes into effect, you need to know how it works and why what is happening is happening. The governors of those states that are appointed by the president will be confirmed by the Congress in accordance to the Northwest Ordinance. Once that is done, then those governors will start working within that state territory area, Indiana, Nevada, California, Oregon, Texas, those governors within their own territorial area will start working on getting 30,000 people that are of the state constitution age limit for voting. They have to live there for so long. 
You can't just move from Louisiana into Texas and two days later go to the polls and vote. Doesn't work that way. If you have a constitution in your state right now that was adopted by the state prior to 1861, then that is the constitution you will go with. Whatever that constitution says, because under law, that constitution was written and adopted under republic form of government. And that's who we are. If it's written after that, then a new constitution has to be adopted, which means it has to be written because it was written then under the corporate guidelines. And we accept nothing from the corporation. Day three through day 29, 26 days. In step six, the states and their governors will appoint in each territory their own seats of authority, their senators, their reps. Now, we don't have the 30,000 yet to vote, but they can be appointed to fill a spot, to fill a seat. That's what we are doing. That's what I am doing right now in my justice seat. I may not be that judge in two years, but right now I'm filling the seat. Somebody has to physically sit in the seat. That's me. That's the governor. That's the others that are on this call. That's what we're doing. And we're doing it for you, the American people, to hold this republic in place for when the right time comes. Step 7 says, the judges that are appointed by the president and confirmed by the National Congress, that would be the Republic Congress, each state territory, which has a former state constitution, and I went through that prior to 1861. You're going to have a judge appointed who's going to oversee that process, make sure that process is carried out under law. Not color of law, actual common law. Step eight is where we get the 30,000 individuals. Now, at this point in time, it's not going to take long to get them because you're not going to have the corporation interrupting. Remember, they're in hiding. They went underground. And you can go to your, your Bible in, in Amos and Isaiah, and you can read what happens to those who go underground to hide themselves from he who sits upon the throne. They give their wealth to the moles and the bats. As sure as you're sitting there listening to me now, they will go underground. They will never, ever come out. God will see to that. That's a day that we can all stand up and shout glory, hallelujah, to he who sits on the throne. Once the governors, the judges, the senators and the reps and the state secretary is in position, then they can apply for statehood.
Freedom of the Republic. The 30,000 that come will vote for their representatives in accordance to the Constitution. Now, let me explain that. Right now, we're going in accordance to the Northwest Territory. You have to start somewhere. The Northwest Territory allows us to start. But once we get started and the state fulfills its obligations, then the people of that state will, will vote and conduct their own business to appoint certain positions according to their constitution, but they will vote for their governor, their senators, their reps, their state secretary, their judges. They'll vote for everything. But they need 30,000 in accordance to law. And like I said, businesses will be in operation, but there's no money flow. Where's the money coming from? Well, that's for the upper leadership to deal with. There are nations in line right now who have said that they will give us funding when that day comes, not until. In the early days, there were some that tried to give us some, and it got intercepted and stolen. It'll never happen again. We will be stood up. Then we will have assets in this country, oil, coal, gold, silver, iron ore. People, you will not be an asset for monetary value. Not in the Republic. You might be under Bill Clinton, Executive Order 32223, but you're not now. You won't be in the Republic. I can promise you that. The money will be guaranteed by gold. We will be gold and silver back. You won't have to worry about, is it, is it worth anything? Yeah, it will be worth something. But you won't have the multi-billionaires like you have today. Because... All the money that they're sitting on is just air. There's nothing there. It looks like it, but it's not. And one day they're going to find out that their massive amounts of wealth are nothing. And it's you, the people today, that will then become the rich in this country because you have life, liberty, and justice, and you will have what the Constitution guarantees you in all aspects. You won't have the groups, the secret societies running the show. That's why we have a militia, if you get my meaning. The militia is more than just a group of people that sit in their homes waiting for something bad to happen. They will be called by the state governors at that time, and this land will be cleansed. I want to make that point very clear. The Bible says in order for him, the creator, to bless a nation, the nation must be cleansed. 
How do you do that? You get rid of the sin. You get rid of the filth. You get rid of the adultery. You get rid of the gods that don't belong. Moloch, the god of abortion. Well, that first step has just happened. Next, we got to stop it completely because there will be no giving human child sacrifice to Moloch. That's why your child cartons with all the children's faces are on it all the time. They come up missing. I almost guarantee you they were sacrificed. It's horrible. That's why there's child trafficking. Use them, abuse them, and then sacrifice them. That's the corporation. That will not happen in the republic. Why? Because the republic has a set of rules in it that is self-checked. You know who checks the government? You do. You know who has the right to abolish a government that is working under tyranny? You do. That holds true right now. That's why what the governor said about last week is so important. We had major things take place last week. And that's just the opening of the door. We haven't even begun to walk into the room yet. God's moving. This republic is about to get stood up, people. And you need to be a part of it. You will be a part of it one way or the other, either because you want to be or because you're forced to be because you live in this country. But in the end, everybody's going to be in the republic. Get involved now. Understand who and what we are and why we are. Because we're more than just a government. We're a mouthpiece of the people, and we're a mouthpiece of those people to a God and a creator in heaven. And we're a mouthpiece of that God and creator in heaven to you, the people. Because we believe in Yahweh. We believe in his son, Yeshua. We believe in his Holy Spirit. We believe in his laws and his law form. And we execute his law form. And there's no room for any other worldly type religion in this nation. Muslim, gone. Islamic, gone. Arab, gone. Unless you want to convert to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you can't hold a seat in our government. Now, you can live here. You need to understand the rules and the laws we go by are from the Holy Scriptures, not the Koran, not any other Bible written on this planet except His Word. That is who we are, folks. And we need you to be a part of this. We need to get stood up as quickly as we can. And if you don't believe me, just take a look for 10 minutes on the, on the 6 o'clock news and tell me that's what you want for your government. Because I'll well, tell you, you, I see it and I get sick. Governor? What a wonderful, what a wonderful explanation of the road ahead. And it's important. 
that we all have a target and we understand the lawful way of achieving the goal. And I, I don't know how it could be laid out any better. Joseph, I know you got okay. some people that we want to bring on. It's just not my platform here. It's all your platforms also out there that have to partake in this or should partake in this. We, you don't have to do anything. This is America. You're free to do as you choose. But we would like to see other platforms out there also uh, invite Roger, Jim, and other people of the Republican and explain to the American people what's going on because it's so hard to get all the voices condensed. But real quick, a real brief, brief, brief history here of what Roger was talking about, what others have been talking about. I was part of many meetings back in 2009, 2010, where I sat down with Ron Paul, other senators, other legislators throughout the country, and with the uh, du jour republic and the grand jury process uh, that was uh, beginning at that time where we were training and training the grand jurors, and we served all 50 governors. And I remember sitting down with several military leaders, uh, many groups of Navy SEALs, uh, special operations, special ops groups with the military, and some are listening here tonight, and they have been throughout the last uh, few weeks. And what Roger was talking about, what had happened back in 2009, 2010, we know the transition there with Obama and the Obama nation uh, that had happened with the criminal conduct that uh, Obama did on how the republic was attacked and infiltrated and uh, splintered apart and isolated, like Sarge talks about uh, many times. Uh, Sarge, military vet, comes on here a lot, has a great voice now when he comes on and participates. And it's so very important for others like Sarge to participate and bring your groups and people to this platform and other platforms so we can educate the American people. Because education is an ongoing process. We have to keep, keep, keep pushing. And keep letting, make, making people understand what is happening, what the future is going to hold. Now, uh, what Roger was saying, now, but by all means, we're just in a dictatorship here. This is the republic. This is the kind of, you're free to do as you so choose. America is a land of opportunity and freedom. A life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Everyone's going to have that opportunity. I think that's what he meant to say. Nobody's going to be forced to believe in one single thing or told this isn't going to be Nazi Germany, okay? So, but we're trying to restore the republic and re-inhabit the republic and re-inhabit our de jure form of government. And we're trying to do it lawfully and peacefully, and that's what needs to be done. Otherwise, we're heading on a, like a freight train heading towards another freight train, and there's going to be a big collision. And we don't want that. We don't want violence, and by no means do we condone any type of violence. And when we bring militia people or militia platforms onto this podcast or other platforms in the future or with the Republicans, say they're not with the Republic or they're helping us pursue the Republic and teach the people, we get that red flag or other people get that red flag. Oh, militia, violence. No, no. We do not condone any type of violence whatsoever. Let's put that out there and make sure everybody understands has nothing to do with violence. We're here to educate and re-inhabit our de jure lawful form of government, and that's what the founders wanted us to keep our republic, but we have lost it. And we all know the history lesson. We don't have to go over it and over and over it again. Okay? I want to share a little conversation I have with God. I've been accused of having an attitude by some counselors that I was getting some counseling from because of the marriage going bad. So I was accused of having an attitude. So I thought, well, I really need to examine this. So I went home and prayed about it and asked God, and here's what he told me. So you're supposed to reflect me. So you're supposed to be a reflection of my love, my grace, my mercies. But you're also supposed to enforce my boundaries. Adam and Eve failed, and they suffered the consequences. Uh, humanity was infiltrated. Noah was the last pure blood left, and we saved him and started over again, and 
you know, the battle continues. I, I sent my son to put an end to this, but we're still struggling to get to the end. Obviously, that demonstrates that uh, enforcing your values sometimes takes an attitude. And I'll leave it at that. Actually, I was extremely grateful for Justice Waters to actually explain that because uh, Jim Carpenter and I were actually having a very similar discussion just mm, a day or so ago about, um, you know, because I'm a test pilot, right? I'm a retired test pilot. I'm a very checklist approach kind of gal. And so, um, you know, I do this and then I do this and then I do that. And so I'm thinking through this, okay, tomorrow everything happens like we're expecting and hoping it will. And so then what? So now we have 120 days. Okay, I understand that part. But now who is the mayor? Who is the county commissioner? Who is the sheriff? Who is the senator? You know, and all that. And the states that don't have any of that set up yet. Who appoints them? Where does that authority come from? And so Justice Waters just answered a whole bunch of those questions for me. So I'm very grateful for that. Great. That the main issue is going to be that we're supposed to be able to rely upon the sheriff and I would say 90% of them out there are completely unreliable and need to be taken out. But how in the world are we going to do that if we would go to the sheriff in order to do that? And so we're going to have a real chaotic situation on our hands on that first day of the 120. Sandy, can I stop that, you right there for a second? Yes, can, sir. Can I was pretty done. Thank you for letting me butt in. But let's, let's address that before we go any further. Justice Waters, please. My opinion I gave to Sandy was that, like when we set up the republic and established the right for people to elect people like yourself and myself to represent them in our various uh, positions, those people that we uh, were already in place in the fact that were actually issued uh, an opportunity by uh, flag officers to uh, resign your position as uh, de facto and, and come on board as Republic, were they not? Yes, that, that's correct. And that's what gave us the opportunity then, because they refused to stand up and and fill their 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 uh, position and take a new vote. So would that principle still be applicable then with our county sheriffs? It'd be it'd be applicable for any position anywhere in this country. There are a few exceptions on time limits, though. Some of the positions, like senators, representatives, those in, in the uh, the three-branch government itself, they would have to wait a year to be trained on what the republic is since they've been operating in a corporate-type government for all their lives. But, Sandy, when you get down to your level where you live, uh, let's just take, for instance, uh, somebody who works in a factory, and you've got your CEO of the factory. He won't be able to hold a position in the Republic, but maybe two levels down, those are just employees. They may be high up, but all they do is go to work for a paycheck. They're, they're going to be able to change their allegiance to the Republic, hold their hand up and give, give the oath, and go to work. So that's that's where that position lays. The issue, Roger, where money came into this, actually I'm glad you brought this, this up also, is that this was a big issue I remember back in 2009-2010 where we had the mm -hmm. where we had about two dozen special ops and Navy SEALs that were going to protect 
a lot of the people in the Republic. And while we went through this training process to start appointing people and then have our, mm-hmm. our free elections, however, money became the big issue. And it was like $45 billion or something that was going to be needed to secure the entire restructuring of the Republic and the United States with everything that was going on. And and because this was all going in motion, people need to understand this. This was a real thing that was going to happen. And and that was another thing that had came up. I know I always talk about, you know, what would happen if the general or general or somebody military got up on the six o'clock news and said, hey, everybody, this is what's going on. There would be panic and chaos in the streets of America. That training process, like you said, and, and the slow infiltration, that's where the 10 year thing came in. They said, everyone got together and they said, well, how long is this going to take? It would take 10 years to, to fully implement this plan, the Restore America plan. That's what it was called in the beginning. And it, and it just fell apart because of the Obama administration. And then we had the lone wolves out there who were idiots. And then you have the people out there who think they're going to cash in their birth certificate and become millionaires. And yeah. they want to stop paying their mortgages. And we had all that to deal with. So it was a big, big, and that's what we're trying to avoid. We live and learn, and we're trying to, you know, learn from the mistakes of the past and make sure that nobody's going to conduct any violence or do anything stupid, you know, because that's not what this is about, because you're going to have people that are going to resist this. They're going to stand up against this, you know. Let me share a different point of view on that that point you just made, Joe. You know, as we've talked before, life's like a a diamond, you know, and, and what makes a diamond is all different facets, and, you know, that diamond looks different from different facets. And, and those points of view, the same thing. So let me share a different point of view. You said that the 10-year plan and all that had fallen apart. I disagree with you. And I can't go deeper. I've gone deeper in past shows. Can't go there no more. It hasn't fallen apart, folks. And our reality is about to change. And we got well, the 10-year plan obviously wasn't implemented, and it didn't come to fruition. Otherwise, we'd be talking a different yes. uh, scenario right now. So I understand we're what you're the, saying by not falling end. apart. We're at, the, we're at the end of it. We haven't experienced a victory yet, but we need to be prepared to achieve our goal, and we're not. And that's what concerns me, because if this is of, for, and by the people, the people are about ready to get loaded with this responsibility and we don't have a recognized, established framework which the Constitution gives us in place. And the people are playing catch-up. And that's why we're having these calls now, because the people need to catch up, because our reality is coming forth. So I'm going to change your point of view on what you said, Joe. Yeah, it may have came out the wrong way, but I understand what you're saying. But I'm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking from someone who was there, meaning by falling apart from people that was maybe that you're trying to talk to, it's not falling apart. The structure is still there. I understand what you're well, saying. A lot of us, yeah, a lot of us have suffered. Judges have been uh, killed in their driveways, assassinated by police officers for knowing how to beat the court system. Uh, Billy Fouts uh, down in Arizona, uh, you know, We've, we've suffered greatly, and a lot of those people, they took out our leader. Because that's who you take out. If you want to kill a system, you take out the leader. And we're the ones that have managed to keep our heads down and keep the keys. Of course, of course, of course. 
of course. Sandy, while, while we got you, uh, I know you're very busy, and we always appreciate your someone of your stature and background uh, joining us here on on, the, on this podcast. But it's ever so important that we do have people like yourself and more like yourself joining in and willing to come forward. Like I said, I do have some people listening in from the military, and anyone who knows who's in the military who's active duty, they cannot uh, things cannot be said or they cannot discuss something like this. Uh, if you're calling in from Fort Hood, Texas, you're not going to be able to. Uh, you know, to get on here, you know, you're taking a huge chance. So let's just put it that way. But I do appreciate those fellas that are listening uh, right now. Um, but it's so very important. Um, the uh, also the uh, real quick, uh, Sandy, um, what what uh, have you been discussing this with anyone uh, behind closed doors or anyone uh, in the open? Uh, about what's going on with the Republic or any ideas or anything that maybe you can offer maybe here that, that you're at liberty to discuss uh, with the people that are listening right now? Well, I've been, uh, for the, you know, the whole time that I've been associated with the Republic, I've been talking about the Republic. I actually took it a step further in one of the, uh, we call it a Patriot All-Call meeting in the Colorado Springs area where all the Patriot groups and all the members come together to pretty much compare notes. What have you guys been doing, et cetera? And so at one of these meetings, I asked a favor. I said, I am asking you all a favor to please sign up for the Republic newsletter because we've got to get to this 30,000 number per state. And once we do that, and we let the Republic do what they've said they're going to do. We need to give them that chance. And they listened to me. So I think we had a whole lot of people sign up for that newsletter that night, and then they told two friends, just like the shampoo. I just want to say, uh, to make this plan happen, we're going to need God on our side. It's going to have to be part of God's plan, which it is. And we're going to have to have, we have to do it in unity. So we're going to have to have direction. And uh, I know that the American people throughout history have been great in a crisis. You know, you're talking about, about the wars, World War One, World War Two. People pulled together. And, I mean, people would, I know my my, my dad uh, was in a metal shop, and uh, d- during that time, people would come in and volunteer to, to run a drill press or something, you know, to make uh, implements of war, unfortunately. But uh, I know people can, can pull together. They just have to have this common ground and this common understanding, and they have to be able to put fear away and rely on each other a little bit, trust each other, and not be super critical of what somebody says and stuff, just have to be focusing on the main event, so to speak. Thank you so much. I, I think what it is, though, is that also is that when we say when we're critical is we have to be careful is that we, that's unfortunately, you're right, that's what we have to lead ourselves into the future of doing. But, but in today's spectrum or political forum or podcasting or, or putting it out there, everyone is so touchy-feely or what they say, you're absolutely right, but that's the world we live in. So we have to be careful when we spread a message because if you say the wrong thing, you're done. You know, you're, you're just, that's it. And you, and you get buried, you know? Yeah, Joe, you're right. But let's look at the fruit of the tree. In other words, the, the cold hard facts. I wanted to talk about the flag committee. I know my friend that uh, associate uh, Robert was on the flag committee and chaired it. And uh, our flag committee uh, came up with a flag for our republic. I fly one over my uh, over my property, and it establishes my jurisdiction and my authority, and that's recognized internationally. It's interesting. Uh, that they monitor our phone calls, they've sent drills to take us down, they've 
planted disinformation and confusion amongst us to divide us. They've arrested our president. They know who our flag is, folks. Believe me. They're listening to this call tonight. And our flag is not on the list of the ones to be afraid of that just came out in the last week or two. Isn't that interesting? So based on what I just led into, your comment on that, Justice Waters. Well, Governor, you know, what does a flag really represent? I mean, what's the purpose of it? We learn in the military that the flag or the ensign is the the cloth part of telling the rest of the world who we are. It is actually you. An ensign, when it flies on a flagpole, what it is doing, it's telling everybody that the land that surrounds this flag belongs to this nation. That's why when you have different embassies in, like, D.C., you can walk down the street and see three different embassies, and each one flies their flag. And when you go through that gate, you're on their soil. So when you fly our republic flag on your land where you live, you are telling everybody that you are under the republic form of government. But it goes one step further. The reason they can't touch it is because they've never done away with the Constitution. They've never done away with the Bill of Rights. They've never done away with the Declaration of Independence. And therefore, that flag is technically, under law, the only lawful flag that represents the Republic. Justice Waters, can you explain what the gold fringe means? We've got a question in the chat room there, uh, what the gold fringe means uh, on the American flag. Technically, what it means is that it's, it's part of the corporation. It's not Republic. It actually is a military flag. They use those flags in parades. Now, get this. In parades and at the general's headquarters on any military base. That's the only place those flags under U.S. code are to be flying. Okay? So when you find one of those in your courtroom, in your church, and they're in every 501c3 church in America, every school has those flags. Wherever there's a U.S. flag flying, it will have a gold fringe around it. It simply means they have confiscated the land, the uh, ability to maneuver. You are no longer on the land. You are on the sea. You are maritime, and they control you. You are a straw man. Yes, you heard me right. You are a straw man. There is two of you. There is the flesh and blood you, which they kind of set aside, and then there's that fake one, that straw man, that they do all the business through. That's why when you get a bill from from a like a credit card company, it's all your name's all in capital letters. But when they send you uh, a credit card offer, take a look at your name. It's upper and lower case. Why is that? Because to them, you're not a straw man yet. But once you accept it and they accept you, then you become their straw man. And they do gotcha. business through you. 
Gotcha. So another question. That's what that flag well. represents. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so we Justice got that. Waters, in, in essence, when I when I uh, took an oath and, and swore to uphold the Constitution and to stand with the Republic and fly their flag, then essentially, in those two steps, I disengaged from the corporation, except in adhesion contracts like my Social Security and my Medicare, and whatever, which is still owed to me, but. I find my flag, and this is the Republic's jurisdiction on, on my property. So I essentially gained all of that in a simple, two simple steps. Am I right? In theory, you're right, yeah. In paperwork, you're not, because they still own you. Yeah. If yeah. you own, if you, if they say you, you own your property, you really don't own it. If you have an automobile with a state tag on it, you don't own that. State does. Well, I mean, that's I I believe in the laws of nature, nature's God, and it tells me that I can't take my wealth with me to the hereafter. And but, so a dead entity doesn't own nothing, if you get my drift. Okay, uh, Jim, I got, uh, for Justice Waters, I've uh, got a question here, another question somebody asked. What should the people who are awake, who are on this call, who, or who have been on this call, what should they be doing? right now or tomorrow or as soon as this call is over. Now, before you answer that, I understand that all of us are not going to be doing the same thing because there's different categories of how different levels of where we are at, at, at being educated, positions in the military, positions as in politics, what have you. So maybe you can answer that question in general, or may, I know it would take forever to do it, in, as it, you know, to put everybody in individual orders, but what should people be doing? That was a they should be getting online, going to the Republic for the United States of America.org and reading through that, seeing what we are all about, read all the different laws that the Republic had passed in its first two years. You know, there's a lot of material on there. They need to get involved. They need to become a part of this Republic. And, you know, there's books that uh, Governor Henning will tell you about that they can get, and if they want to be a, a a serious part of this republic and hold a seat, all they really need to do is sign up and get the books and uh, read those books, and then they're going to be eligible in whatever state they live in to be a part of this republic. And, you're talking about books re-inhabited. Yeah, you're talking about re-inhabited by the Hurtlers, re-inhabited, re-inhabited yes. 101 and whatnot. Okay, which, of course, which everyone knows, any job or any position that you hold in life, has to have training. You have to have training and you have to, you know, know what you're doing. We can't have, you know, uh, Dr. Seuss up there, you know, as a governor in Texas, you know, <laughs> we, 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 you got to know what you got. You have to be of, of moral and good character, you know, that's, it's just the basics. It's common sense, like common law. So for anyone that's out there who's sending me feedback right now, also what they saw in the chat room. Hey, this is Sally. Yeah. We gotta take action on the things we can be doing, making some indent right now, like this ESG thing, which I put out there in the chat. Um, we've got this other company out there, Strive. They are out there. They're going to provide options around. If they, they're trying to, right now, they're up to like 100 million. They need like 1 billion uh, to be truly competitive with some of the other banks that are playing all these games. So we've got to really support those that believe in the free market society and not all this socialism and everything else. So if you can, uh, whether it's your own investments or move it or do whatever, 
to try to to uh, shut down the banks that are doing all this ESG stuff. I don't know how familiar everybody on this call is with ESG, but it's not a good thing. How familiar do you think, how much do you want to go into what ESG really is uh, and BlackRock, what they are and stuff like that? Because these are the ones that are undermining the whole system with the finances. These are the ones that are trying to buy up the home so that you get to live in a shack someplace or on the street in a tent, whatever. So you go, and there's, I, oh, I think it's over 20 states now have got some type of legislation to go out there and change what's going on with ESG. So you've got to contact your state representatives and governors and demand that they do something to block, uh, take their money out, take all the pension plans. Just alone, you think about taking the money from the state pension plans out of these banks that are, are um, corporations, investments, that have anything to do with ESG and put them into this other group, which is to help the uh, fossil fuel industry as well because they're, they're trying to help finance what they need because they can't get it the other way kind of stuff. We will put such a hurt in their system. Uh, you know, follow the money kind of thing. It really would be in this, if you want to, you know, we talk a lot about whether this is going to, how we're, how peaceful we can make this. This is something very peaceful to do. Move your money from the corrupt socialist group over to the free group, freedom group, which is this one here. There may be other ones out there now. I've just been hearing a lot about this one lately, and I think it literally started up like within the last couple of weeks, and they're already up to a uh, hundred million, I think it is, hundred million, and they're needing a billion to be what they would be considered fully competitive. So don't support socialism. And we ought to do everything we can to not support the socialism. And then this other stuff when it comes to the uh, – does anybody have – did anybody want to talk anything further about the ESG? Or how much do people know about it? What are their thoughts on I, it? I'm not sure, uh, but that's something – I know you did a podcast, but that's something I don't – I'm not sure how important that is right now. I mean, it's in, it is important, very important, but how well, important it, it is as far as moving forward with the republic right now, right this second, but it's something we have to deal with. I mean, I mean, what do you think? Uh, can you give us a couple minutes to, just to uh, maybe give us a brief synopsis for the new people out there who don't know, have any clue what it is, maybe? Yeah, yeah it stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. They're going to use – um, when somebody goes, when a corporation goes to get a loan for something, they're going to look and say, well, what type of people, do you have the right diversity on your board? Do you have the right diversity of people working in your organization? Do you have enough transgenders working in your organization? Your your score, your credit score, social score, and environmental score, it's all going to be part of these different things. Then they're going to decide what you really de deserve the money. They, they They will deny you a loan because you don't have the right, diversity or you're using fossil fuels when they think you should be using electric cars or whatever it may be. This is all going to be part of your score. They're going to manipulate and dictate um, behavior by doing this kind of stuff, by controlling the money based on your behavior. And this is also going to be, this ties into the electric cars and all this other stuff. They want to limit your movement. This is a perfect example of how your freedom is being taken away from you right in front of you. And most people, I'm telling you, you talk to these candidates, last night we were talking, and I know it's got to be at least 50%. I think Karen, one of the two Karens said probably more like 70% of those people running for office today, especially when it comes to the state and the um, the federal level, do not know what ESG is. They have no clue. BlackRock is part of the um, World Economic Forum, part of the, the master money. BlackRock owns and controls the money of the world. And if you think money doesn't play a role in what we're trying to do here, well, you're, you'd be mistaken because money well, has it a does. very big it does. 
It does. Kind you're actually like, correct. So, no, no, you're absolutely correct. So, it does. Yeah, money is. I so. texted Jim actually earlier today or, or yesterday actually about that. The money is going to be a big factor because I think uh, Mr. Binder, uh, I think it was Mr. Henning, we talked about this a few months ago where he said he would mail out letters to all the sheriffs. And basically, one sheriff finally did respond to him and he said, you know, he's going to go where his paycheck is going, you know, so that's it. So, my, you know, and, and we understand that people have families to support and they think, you know, the electricity, they think the water is going to keep running through the faucets like it is and the lights are going to keep turning on and off and they think they're going to make enough and the inflation is going to keep just where they got to be. And, you know, people are, you know, look, it's not going to be that way. This new world order that they are coming uh, and formulating yeah, right before our very it. eyes is going to pull the rug out from each and every one of you out there listening right now. I don't care where you are, who you are, what position you have. You will be directly affected, and you will be controlled, and they're going. To, and this is a nightmare. The nightmare is going to be and hell this, on earth. Because comparing this to what COVID did, remember the game they played with COVID, yeah, and, and it was Fauci who said it. Well, we're not going to make people do it. We're going to tell the corporations to do it. So then the corporations played the game, and you talk about fascism. It was the corporations who were doing all the dictating. The, you, you can't work here unless you're vaccinated and all those kind of things. So these were the other games that they played on this stuff. And, I mean, the two things are very similar, how they're undermining us in a, uh, in, in, indirectly. They're taking control very indirectly. And then, of course, now, whenever after the other comments, we definitely have to talk about what's going on with this IRS stuff and arming the IRS agents. They're creating a military force. And this is another thing. What are you going to do between now and 2023, or what are we going to do to stop what they are doing with that IRS military group they're putting together? And this goes back to what Obama said about creating his own military. So I'll stop there and let some other people chime in. Okay. I'm sure that most of us, on this call at some time or other enjoyed Tommy's books or Who Whodunits or Agatha Christie or James Bond or, you know, cowboy movies, uh, John Wayne, all those, all those movies that made you, you know, sit in your pants and you're anticipating what was going to happen next. Well, let's just kind of play that game for a minute. And I want to share the, the comic book that I'm reading. And it says that the reason that all these nations around the world have been going to go into turmoil and things happen within their nations and changes of regimes and a lot of things, and we don't have time to go down all the rabbit holes, but it's been prevalent for the last couple of years that we've been watching. And you start comparing and looking at all the things going on, and it seems to me that the... Uh, World awakening is happening, and that they join forces to uh, take down the common enemy, which is the worldwide mafia, as described earlier. So, in this process, that includes all the technical. And so, really, what you're talking about is jurisdiction. So, if you're working for a company or a government or an agency that requires a mask of or a jab, or whatever, sure. you know, then you're in their jurisdiction, oh, no. and that's their right to request that. Sure. So, on the other hand, once the world-recognized jurisdiction is occupied by living beings in mass, then the moral and just people, like what Ben Franklin said, 
this form of government will not work for any other nation in the world because it is based upon biblical principles that mandate that each and every individual must hold himself above reproach. And when we allow the government to set our moral standards for us, we'll find we're no better off than any other nation in the world. So, again, he was referring to two different jurisdictions here. The government's jurisdiction, the ones we talk about, the ones we try to get entangled from with all the paperwork and all the filings and all this stuff. And all we want to do is live in God's jurisdiction. And that's what the republic is. And it's recognized by the world. Our right to be here is recognized by the world. And so instead of going after all the branches of the tree, you just step out of the tree and go into the other tree, the tree of knowledge. And you change jurisdiction. And it's that simple, folks. And once we come in mass in that way, then who's going to be left in the other jurisdiction? Because the other jurisdiction is self-destructive. It's evil. They abort their babies. They, they try to change their sexes. They cut themselves. They, you know, they're full of awe and angry. It takes 2.3 offsprings per household to sustain a society. So how long is that society still going to be with us? Bear, bear in mind, bear in mind that we gave birth to those people in that other jurisdiction that chose to be there. And we still need to take care of them and be human and do the best we can to to make sure that our jurisdiction is protected from theirs and they don't interfere with our lives. But we got to allow them to live out their existence according to their choices, as the Bible tells us that we have to do. So to me, that's a comic okay. book I'm reading. My name is Ryan Arney. I'm calling from down here in the uh, in the L.A., lower Alabama. I discovered your guys' uh, website, maybe not more than – I'm talking about the Republic for the United States of America website about two or three days ago because I was – I'm on a t- few telegram groups for Alabama State Nationals. People that are on there are largely following uh, people like David Lester Strait and uh, Bobby Lawrence, who are leading people out of the commerce or the water or the contract world, if you will, of the birth certificate world into on back onto the land by doing the affidavits of repudiation and whatnot. So they're doing... Maybe you guys know who they are. They're doing all these seminars, so the word's kind of getting out there, getting people back on the land to change, you know, their jurisdiction into, you know, the land, common law. Yes, well, sir. so that's how I discovered you, and, and I, I really enjoyed the website and the information there, especially the executive summary. I didn't know about it, but my question is that. It, it was you guys have done clearly a lot of impressive work to try to reestablish the the jure government, but I've also heard of other efforts out there like this Anna Vaughn Wright. Though I haven't followed her, I've heard of her through David Lester Strait, and a lot of people don't recommend kind of listening to her methods and what she's doing. But she's also establishing state governments at, at each state level. And then David Strait and his wife Bonnie Strait are involved in the in the government for the the new Republic of Texas. And and what what David Lester Strait and uh, Bobby Lawrence have said is there's already they already established 
two states, Missouri and Texas, through the the 23 or 24 person, maybe it was 25 person uh, grand jury process that they they quoted the Magna Carta with that process. So yep, yep. I don't know too much about that. You guys probably know it way better than I do. My question though is, you know, I see all this these different efforts out there. Everybody's got the same pretty much goal is to get rid of the corporate scam and it's reestablished a republic. But how 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 do you guys see uniting all these efforts as one? And maybe because there might be slight differences of how you guys see this. This constitutional law thing can get quite uh I don't know, complicated or confusing, or it can can get a lot a lot of different ideas of how to reestablish things. Yeah. So I would think that we need to kind of get everybody on the same sheet of music for a lack That's of. That's what we're doing, brother. Words. That's what we're doing. That's what we're attempting do you know to do right about, now. Do you know about all these ones I've been talking about? Are you guys coordinating with them? I personally am. I know of of a couple of that you had mentioned there. I've been in contact with a few across the country. Um, yes, and and what you just described and what you just said right there is basically 100% of the, of the problem that we're having and have had throughout the many, many years that I've been involved with the Patriot community and whatnot. And that's what the Republic is here trying to solve and has been trying to solve in restoring and reuniting and re-inhabiting the lawful du jour government uh, of our country that the founders um, envisioned. And that's what we're doing. And thank you for uh, participating in the call and coming aboard. And hopefully yeah. uh, you will sign up for the newsletter. And we have, right. and just a brief recap here, just real briefly here, you know, I was a part of many of the sit-downs and meetings back a dozen years ago, 15, 12 years ago. I can't believe how fast time is going by. With the military, Ron Paul, I sat down. I always right. say that name because everyone's familiar with that name. But there are many others that were sitting, that were in the in the meetings, uh, several that I had in southeast of uh, this country here. Uh, one big meeting we had was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's where Ron Paul came into that one. And uh, we had, I remember they had the uh, projector screen up and we had a crowd of about 450 people there. And going over all the history, going through a quick educational lesson of, of how we got to where we're at right now. Because if we don't recognize we have a problem and we don't recognize how we got here, then we're never going to fix it. We, but, right. uh, you know, and then we have to have a plan. And you have to stick yeah. to that plan. And we can't all be chiefs. We don't need any more chiefs. We need all the Indians out there. We need everyone to, to, you know, because really it's up to the individual also. You know that old famous saying, it's not what your country can do for you, it's what you can do for it. So, you know, we, we all have to take individual responsibility and have that accountability, that liberty, that responsibility that comes with it. And your responsibility, right. sir, I'm sure you are well aware of. You're obviously educated, smart, and, and dedicated. So, you know, participating together like we're doing now is so very important in networking together. And it's not just right. this platform, my platform. It's everybody that's out there, like you said, you mentioned a key point. Everybody's out doing their own individual thing. And we have to be careful because heads will swell and then you'll get your lone wolves out there who will take advantage or, or corruption will infiltrate their rankings and security will be breached and broken down. And we're going to have what we had in, like during the Obama administration. We'll have two gentlemen get pulled over by a police officer who will have a license plate with a paper plate on their car saying, I'm free. You know, and, and, and then they get into a gun battle and, and next thing you know, we're on the six o'clock news as a hate group. So we cannot allow that to happen. We have to be very wise 
uh, prudent, and and, be, and and of course, God is so very important. We can't do anything about God. Our founders were very spiritual, yeah. moral men, you know, and, and, and we have to make sure that that morality and that level of morality stays instituted amongst ourselves in our hearts and our minds and our right. souls and our bodies. You understand? And it's so very yeah, important. Yeah, This is just something that Jim Carthy and Roger Waters thought up one night over a beer. Um, you were part of this process, as you said, Joe. There were hundreds of committees with thousands of participants that brought this country and brought our, our republic back and opened up the Congress and allowed us to start working as a people again. And the grass fire was growing by leaps and bounds until they divided it. And when that happened, people still wanted to have the same target, but it was a leadership, it was a political, it was a a decoy by the deep state to split us. And so people said, well, you went back to the uh, 1871 era when the corporation took over. Well, we're going to go back to the Magna Carta. Well, then they just eliminated the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Well, the Bill of Rights is really important, folks. But, you know, they thought they'd want office. You know, it's not about personal things. It's about the facts. The facts are that the grassroots people file these documents on your behalf at the world level, and there's a thing in law called first in line, first in time. And it still applies. Uh, let me ask you guys something. I, I haven't been doing it as long as you guys. I'm a I'm a retired Army guy, right? I'm actually still working for the the evil empire, if you will. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just uh, no, that's <laughs> trying fine. To get by, no. Right? <laughs> hey, so yeah. didn't mean it. My apologies to American state nationals out there. I'm going to be with you one one day, but I'm going to finally live up to my oath, right? But anyway, <laughs> it seems to me that. The first step is exactly what David Lester Strait and Bobby Lawrence are pushing. Get people to change their status first through the affidavit of repudiation and then getting your passport, whatnot. And what I've heard from Bobby Lawrence as early as last week, and, and it seems to me most people are following these guys on Telegram. So that's where it's at. Not on the, the general internet, it's on Telegram. But Bobby Lawrence and said, Last week, they're projecting about 10 million by the end of the year, American state nationals. Supposedly, the U.S. Department of State had to bring in a bunch of 40-foot containers outside to to basically store all these affidavits that are coming their way because they don't have enough room for them because it's, may, it's, may it's I, spreading like wildfire. So May I show you what, what I just what saw? You guys have done. Hang on, Jim. What's let me that? finish. Hang on. Go ahead, good sir. I'm sorry. But. To your guys' credit, so I think they're handling the low-level individuals getting enough. Like you guys said in one of your calls, you need 30000 per state or something just to redo the election in each state or something like that. I think that their effort is doing well there. What I was impressed with your guys' website is just the plan to restore everything. Well, you already got the name. You even got a new flag, that new flag with the circle stars or 50 stars, or you know. Yeah. And it looks like you guys got that organized very well. But if you don't tie the two together, I don't know if it's going to work. Agreed. Because, you know, I'm seeing your website. There's this – I didn't know about it until two days ago. There's a president, President Geiger. Yeah, I didn't know about this dude. So <laughs> um, because you know what David Strait says in his conferences, 
he claims that Trump took two oaths. He took the oath to the corporation and the oath to the republic. Biden well, you, comes do in you remember when he was sworn in? Yeah. Well, you remember when Trump was sworn in? You know, he told the American people what he would, what they, they, you know, about the, the, your republic has been restored. I'm giving it back to you. It's yours. Yeah. But it's, you know, and, but what, you know, we don't pay attention. We don't listen. We, you know, we're, right. we're, we're too busy distracted. Well, we're all trying to stay alive. I played it in my intro. You, After all, what can one person do? You know? Have you guys read his, the second declaration of independence that he signed that, was validated by Melania's tweet on July 4th, 2020. Did you did you read the second declaration of independence yet? I'll be honest with you, I didn't. Well, see, that's what David Lester Strait, he read it. He's He's got, in his conferences, he said he's got Trump on speed dial on one of his phones. And, and he said Missouri and Texas are going to start getting funding from an outside corporation, outside source that's helping us. So, you, you guys need well, to Well, this is somebody I'd like to speak to personally. This is somebody I'd like in contact yeah. with or have them, because you know, you where we have a private call. Because otherwise, all that grinding you guys did, you know, maybe, I don't know if it would be worthless, but they they may not know. But I, I look well, at you. Well, they do like, know. Man, you they guys do know. grinding for a, whole, yeah. a good, good amount of time. You guys, you guys need some cred. You got the street. Clear. Yeah, well, they do know. Trust me, we are recognized, and 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 trust me, it is, and it's a behind the scenes effort that is re-inhabiting and re- that has re-inhabited and restored awful to your republic. But it's up to the people. It's yours. It's there. That's right. But you have to take it, and you you know, so, and that's the message we're trying right. to do right now. And and he's got the same message. So what he's doing, what they're doing, straight and Lawrence largely, they are. Getting enough American state nationals. Bobby Lawrence said that the people they're dealing with in Bobby the military, Lawrence, yeah. I think it's all the JSOC guys or something. Yeah. That, or, or, or somebody else that they told them, Hey, now your mission set is going to shift and lift and start changing to reestablishing all the states. Get the state together. But the, I look at your guys, some of yours, Maybe you guys have already done that in some states. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we but, actually did. We we have actually. Uh, Roger, would you like but, to take a piece of this, please? Interject here, please, Roger. Sure. By the way, I just read the second declaration since you mentioned that. I just got finished reading. It's not long. Well, no, it's about but, six uh, pages. Long. You know, everything that you mentioned so about all these fast. other groups, we've already accomplished. We've already been through it. We've already done it. The only person that you mentioned that we would advise to stay away from is Anna, simply yeah. because she's a corporate judge, supposedly, and she will lead you right down to the yeah. path of prison. Yes, sir. I'm tracking that. So I haven't even looked into that. My point of bringing her up was, as you guys know, she's got a lot of people hooked. You know, yeah. she did a good job of hooking some people, and a lot of people have gotten in trouble. Hook, following yeah, hook, her hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and now, now David Lester Strait will tell you. He said, he, "Go look at his Out of Babylon conference on Rumble or YouTube." David Strait, Out of Babylon. It's like six parts. It's a, it's a three day seminar split up in six parts. But one of the parts he says that he was on the helicopter on July second, two thousand twenty, at the top of Mount Rushmore with JFK Jr. 
Okay. Um, and I okay, well, it's some, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look into that. He, yep. he said, he said, I asked him in his conference, face-to-face, man-to-man, only me and him. I said, and he wasn't lying to me, I don't think. I said, what does he look like? He said, well, he kind of looks the same as you last remember. He may have a little bit more gray hair now. He's a little older, but yeah. <laughs> and he claimed well, I'm that gonna, I'm gonna investigate. the vice president yeah. of, the, of the republic. <laughs> That's what he said in his conference. I'm just telling you what he said. Whether yeah, you yeah. Not, no, 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 no. That's understandable. But let's not focus on that. Let's not focus on that because all right. that's irrelevant right now. You know, what's, what's, but, let, let's talk about yeah. what we do know. Because we can always talk about what we don't know or what we may think we know. You know, what's important is what we do know. And right now, I do know President Geiger is the president of the republic right now. And 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 I and like you said, the painstaking work and hours of work and many years of dedication and hard work for you and for everyone else is the work that's been done by a lot of men and women in the republic and people that are here now on the call line. And that's what's so very important. You know, and we and and again, we can't be distracted or become divided on what ifs and ifs and what nots. You know, we have to make sure we pay attention to here and now and what our future plan is and where it's going to be and where it's going to take us. Because we can become so divided so fast, and the American people are selfish, spoiled little brats, and that's how we've always been for a little while now. And it's a shame because we have so many resources, and the world looks at us. You know, the world is a stage. I'm sure you heard that, and we're center front on that stage and we are embarrassing ourselves by allowing right. this joke of a corporation this de facto corporation that you know that's right. destroying us from within and the federal reserve right. evil cartel that monopolizes right. our currency that we trade and barter with every day because we're a slave to them you know and that's a shame but we don't have to go over right. that we know where we're at right yeah. now and you know, and we don't have to insult the, assault everybody well, we're just trying I'm just trying to explore the facts here with you and, and I appreciate yeah. your call and and but right. where do you see Thanks, yourself Jeff. now is are you going to participate are you willing to yeah. come forward and sign oh, up for yeah, the newsletter well, of course, I wrote. Uh, I think uh, I don't. I didn't catch your name. I dialed in late, but what was it, uh, Governor Henning, uh, Wisconsin? My name is Joseph he, Gibson, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Henning? I forget his first name. Yep, yep. I just yep. got his email. Yeah, he's on the call, but I don't know. If he, he, okay, I appreciate. Hey, boss, Governor, appreciate the email, but uh, I'm glad. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm glad you joined us, Stevie. Thank you. I'm gonna. Si- I'm gonna sign up and. All I want to do is maybe link you guys up with some of what other people are saying. Maybe we okay. can all eventually get together and link it all to get put it together. That's what we're trying to do, brother. That's what we're trying to do. We really are. I, and I do appreciate the I call. Don't know I really nearly do. As much as you, yeah. I don't know nearly as much as you guys, but, I, but I, I, I'm dialed into the Telegram and all as many groups as I can just to see what everybody's saying because I don't like what's happening right now. So, yeah, well, I mean, that's right. I'm right here that's at right. the Army. At an army base, just seeing all these, all these soldiers, one getting kicked out because they didn't get a shot that kills you. Okay. I didn't take that shot, but but just seeing, just seeing these officers, and they 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 see all these soldiers getting injured. They do nothing. They do nothing well, uh, about we, it. Uh, San, uh, is uh, is um uh, Sandy still on the phone here, Governor? Uh, have a, yes, uh, sir. All right. You want to address this yeah. gentleman? Maybe give you maybe give you background to who you are. Please introduce yourself to him. Um, yeah. So I am a retired uh, Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, test pilot. I'm currently associated with the Republic, um, learning as fast as I can. Tra- I'm in training, I guess. 
And uh, I'm currently a civilian instructor at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs for a few more days. Um, they're actually trying to fire me, and I'm expecting that paperwork to come down any day now. But anyway, so I, I listened to everything you said, and I agree with everything you said. I think that Anna von Rice has some things correct, but she's got a couple of things in her process that, like you said, don't sound right, and I think everyone on this call agrees with that. She has written a couple of books under a different name, and uh-huh. she um, it, there's a lot of really good info in there. So, you know, that's another possibility. But um, I think that we don't know when exactly we're going to get our republic back, when all of the things that on this call that we were talking about, the 120 days, and, you know, if we get the call tomorrow, what happens with all the people who are in the republic right now? Um, I am actually going through the affidavit process myself with a different person. Uh, his process yeah. is, I think it's a 12-page affidavit. So I'm trying to do that myself, but I'm getting the runaround from Cook County, Illinois, which is Chicago, which is no surprise. Yeah. So I'm going to physically yeah. have to drive there and shake them down until they actually give me both copies of my birth certificates so that I can actually finish this process. But that's another right. story. Um, so I think that because I don't, I don't know when all this is going to happen. I am going to go through the affidavit process. I am going to switch yeah. my license plate. I am going to use my passport instead. I'm going to switch my passport. All that stuff that you just talked about. I am on that same track. And then if I, if, if the Republic comes back before I finish the process, amen. I'm on my, le- my yep. knees. I'm kissing the ground. Um, but if it takes 10 years, then for 10 years, I'm living as a free woman on the land. So, uh, I'm with you 100% with everything yeah. that you said, well. essentially. Thank you, ma'am. Are you, are you still active? You no, I retired in 2007. Retired? I went back to school to get my Ph.D., and, and I'm teaching uh, physics at the Air Force Academy as a civilian. Uh, right on. I'm beat Air Force. I'm a West Point guy, but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm right there with you. I'm going to do it, too. And I, I'll tell you, the uh, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, you may have heard of her. She's right yeah, here we're in contact. with me. Yeah, she. I I talk to her every day. I'm the DPW director here, and and uh, and yeah, both of us are amazed. But uh, I'll yeah. tell you, she did get in. She told me, I think she did get in with the 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 new uh, installation CG here. So some of these guys are getting it now. It's a little late, but they're starting to wake up. But yeah, I think they're starting enough. to. I saw to a lot hear of the, uh, being booted. Yeah, they're starting to hear the rattling of the uh, cell door right now. Go ahead, Jim. Important point of fact. History, and I stand on history and fact. When you go down that road, and I went through the seminar, I sat through everything, I had my lots of bond paper, and I looked at the guy who turned out to be my state Supreme Court judge, and I said, I'm not feeling comfortable about this. And he said, thank you, I'm not either. We both got up and left that box of bond paper there in my yard. Those who chose to go down that road. And then years and days afterwards, uh, those people were persecuted relentlessly by uh, the authorities. And in today's world, I look at what you're sharing with me. It makes common sense. I, I can't argue with your efforts, and I applaud you for uh, going down that, you know, reaching out and doing something uh, positive and peaceful. But... In the end, I have to wonder why they just hired 87,000 new Treasury agents. And it was Treasury agents that were a, a big part of the persecution of the people that I was associated with, that many of them now who are in prison. 
because of the yeah. paperwork and the things that they uh, started. And so I can't you know, stress how, how how much I want to tell everybody that you're right. Well, you have the well, responsibility yeah. to self-govern, and you're free to do what you want. But be That's aware, right. folks, it does have its pitfalls. And a lot of it is flypaper, as you've talked about yeah. with Anna Von Ritz. And I'm not going to no. name names. I could, and I could give you a telephone number. And I know a lot about Anna Von Ritz from her Reliable people. Yeah, okay? yeah we don't want to spend too that. much time on her. Yeah, we know. We yeah, already know where. I'm going to say it's fly paper. It's fly yeah. paper. David's great process regarding the eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. Let me <laughs> let's put this in perspective here from a lifelong Army guy. We can't even get enough soldiers to join up now because nobody wants to join this. Every, there's so many. There's so many shortfalls in the Army now. Nobody wants to join. You think? I don't think there's enough people in the in the country that want to be an IRS agent. They're they're not even come close to getting that many. Nobody, everybody, nobody's going to support this crap. They don't. So yeah. screw that. Don't worry about those knuckleheads. Let's change our status. Don't worry about it. We stick together. Lock arms. We fight these these people. These that, evil cabal. That, that yep, that's correct. And keep and stay focused like a laser beam. I remember real quick years ago, uh, Army veteran Sean Rowe who came on this podcast. I remember we were putting together a uh, a team of uh, of uh, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, to go over and fight ISIS. And the Obama administration contacted us, and we were on the O'Reilly factor actually, uh, also uh, trying to raise you know money to uh, go over and fight this ISIS thing because the Obama administration was, wouldn't do anything, and they came down and uh, said, "You go over there, you won't be coming back." You know, so they tried, they they broke us apart too. And I and the reason why I bring that up is because look, this de facto they understand once we start coming together and we we become a a force to be reckoned with, even peacefully, they'll pull out the dirty tricks and like they're doing, like Jim just brought up these IRS agents. That's what they're there for, and those are the dirty tricks that they're going to try to come after us with and try to uh, shut us down. They're already eight steps ahead of us, and we have to be careful. Um, yeah. Private caller, you want to join in here? Yeah, Joe, I do kind of like what I'm hearing right now. I'm at the Republic page. I'm going to get on the email list, and I'm going to volunteer whatever skills anybody might think I have that might contribute Amen. to this. But there is something I, I, I got to say here, and I have a question at the end of what I, I you know, I've, uh, I'd like to say. Um, now, look, these discussions inevitably involve discussions of the citizen militia, which admittedly is a redundant term because the militia is citizenry. And um, they are often accompanied by these almost reflexive and, and given the prevailing zeitgeist, I got to admit, uh, appropriate protestations and denunciations of mindless, illegal, and unfocused violence. And I unequivocally share those sentiments. I want to make that clear before I go any further. I hope that's understood. Now, having said that, I think that I am both factually, in fact, I know I am, factually and historically correct when I say that no government or regional authority in the history of mankind, whether good, bad, or indifferent, has not or does not assure its continued existence and survival upon the use of, either implied, threatened, or agreed upon, the employment of force against its enemies, foreign, domestic, and criminal. I think that is an absolute rule that applies at all times, in all places, to everything that entitles itself a government of any sort. Now, what I want to address here, and it doesn't matter, like I said, it doesn't matter what government it is, good, bad, 
share that ident on nearly identically, that principle. Now, what I want to address here is this wildly disparate level of organized and equipped force between the federal government and the atrophied various state militias and the federal government. I mean, it's wildly disparate. We can all agree on that, I think, for sure. I'm not including the National Guard, either Army or Air National Guard, because both of those entities are reserve components of the United States Air Force and the United States Army. So I'm not including them. I'm talking about state militias and their attribute condition in almost every state. Now, it goes without saying that any employment of state militia forces should be employed judiciously, morally, and wisely. But what is foremost in my mind right now is not just that, because even though that's important, that's not really the issue for me right now. It's the restoration of such forces, at least, and, and you know, historically, militias have always had flaws, you know, compared to regular forces. It was true during the Revolutionary Wars, definitely true during the War of 1812. But that doesn't mean that they're not relevant and not important. But my, my, I'm, I'm concerned about restoring such forces in the well-regulated sense of the Second Amendment, meaning well-trained, organized, equipped, and disciplined, so that they can even be deployed for whatever purpose. Right now, they're in no condition to be even deployed in that matter. There may be some private militias that are up to the job, but again, they're kind of small. I mean, relatively speaking, there's not that many of them. Maybe if you were to coalesce them, they might be, but individually, they're just not going to be enough. So what I'm talking about is, if you look at what happened during the French and Indian War, uh, what happened during the French and Indian War, uh, when the British, uh, I mean, the French lost, and the British gained that great victory in French influence on the eastern seaboard and uh, up to the Ohio River Valley, that doubled Great Britain's national debt. So what did Britain do? They, they sought source of revenue to pay it off, and they wanted to impose new taxes on the colonies. And this led to stiff resistance. Troops called in enforced the Crown's authority, and that led to the start of the revolution. That was 13 years, or 12 years, 13 years, I you want to look at it, between the end of that war and when they decided after election and Concord to get together, coalesce the militias with the Continental Congress, and pick the greatest American in the history of this country, George Washington, to command it. Thirteen years. It took thirteen years for that to happen. So, what I'm saying is that we can't expect it to happen overnight. It's got to start as soon as possible, right away. And it's got to be there extant in order to show the will of the state. Doesn't mean you go crazy and you go like rogue and just do whatever you want to in willy-nilly fashion and, you know, just get mad and run around in circles and brandish your guns. It means you are organized, trained, and equipped. Now, my question is that I heard earlier, I heard a gentleman talking about the federal government or the currents that are presently destroying this republic. He analogized them to a tornado that's going to come in and destroy the town. The town will still be there, but whatever made the town function as a functional entity would be wiped out. Now, my question is, to implement this Northwest Ordinance, are they uh, envisioning a total or near total collapse of regional and or state authority to actually begin implementing this? Is this something that would follow after the inevitable collapse of the current, caused by the current policies that this government is pursuing? I'm asking right now. Uh, 
duty in the army, served in Vietnam. Uh, uh, it was Germany, uh, infantry, armor, veteran. Uh, I was a non-commissioned officer, operations sergeant in the Illinois National Guard as a military police operations sergeant. I'm a, uh, a, a retired police officer, firearms instructor, SWAT instructor, uh, and I'm an auto mechanic. So, you know, so <laughs> well, yeah, a lot so, of people uh, ask I got a little started. bit of experience with these matters. <laughs> Uh, okay. You know, I was in three. I got activated for two other wars in the National Guard: the Gulf War. They had me stationed in Germany, ready to stage to uh, Middle East, but we didn't go. We went to Germany instead. But then they called me for Operation Rocket Freedom, and I said, "That's enough. Three wars for me is enough for one lifetime, so I'm out." But I do have a basic <laughs> understanding of operations, logistics in particular, operations, and everything else. And you know, all of these things have intrigued. All of these thoughts about militias. And how to organize them and prepare them. And again, I'm not talking about that. I was in the National Guard for 22 years. And I know the National Guard is not it's the organized militia, but at any time it may be called in the federal service on the whims of the Pentagon or the President of the United States. And that's where it is. My, my, over my left breast pocket, whenever I went to drill on the weekend and my fatigues, it said United States Army. It didn't say Illinois National Guard. So I know it's not, I know that ain't the militia. We're talking about the state militias as envisioned in the late 18th century, early 19th century, right up to the passage of the Dick Act in 1903, which created the National Guard. Go ahead, Jim. Sarge, a little history that's not, uh, not well publicized is that several years back in committee, when we had large people a gathering and we're support, we're implementing a lot of these things. All that was studied out, and there's a committee report on what that structure looks like, and that's uh, sealed in our in our archives. It's not for public distribution at this point in time, but we felt like we needed to have an answer to those exact questions, and, and the committee came up with that. And there's, the findings are are there. Uh, believe me, I've seen them. The other thing is. I wanted you to put your pipe, so to speak, the old acronym, put this to your pipe and smoke it. I have an associate who is uh, a high-up officer in the reserves in his area, and I know for a fact that for a while they've been training. And in fact, I told him they were going to be training because General Valloway told us they were going to be training. And sure enough, within a week, he was called up and... what? Galloway said at that time was Red October began, and uh, sure enough, my, my, this guy was called up. Uh, now, who's he been training with? He's been training with other guard, or reserves, I mean, not guard, reserves. He's National Guard. He's been training with other guards and reserves, and he has county sheriffs, but he's not been training with local PD. So essentially what I'm reading from all of this is that in the all of that trail is that everything that is corporate, such as cities, uh, their police officers are not part of this training. They'll have no jurisdictional authority when what General Valley described several years ago on our radio show comes about. So that's kind of an interesting little thing. I'm not sure I can tell you 100% how that fits into your equation, but I'll guarantee you it does. Well, I'd say the Illinois Constitution specifically says that police forces are not part of the unorganized militia. 
I, I don't know about every state's constitution, but I know the Illinois Constitution specifically exempts police officers and certain public officers, as they are called. Well, that makes sense, then, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know the tree by its fruit, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's an apt way to put it, yes. Thanks for showing up. It's always a pleasure to get a visit with you. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, man, you know, I, I just think that, uh, again, leaving aside the, the, the assurances that we're not talking about organizing the militia to just go Yahoo crazy and just start rioting <laughs> all over the place. I'm talking about just restoring it to its rightful place in American history that it occupied right up from the beginning of the Republic to 1903. I'm talking about restoring it to at least that level of recognition. You have to be responsible in order to have the keys to the car. If you're not, you wreck the car and you don't have it any longer. And the same is applicable in restoring our Constitution. And you have to learn how to drive it and operate it because it is a government of form by the people. And so um, the people have to learn to come into concert and to, to drive this automobile because it's, it's not really complex. It's pretty simple. Um, in my county, Big responsibility. there's counties in my state. And we need one representative in each county, and they go to, to be the voice of the people in their county. And they're there for a short pe- t- a period of time and represent their county at the state. And they go home and they live amongst the other people who are all militia because we're all responsible to drive this car. And we all own a piece of that, that machinery that makes the car go down the road. And if any one piece of it's not functioning, you find a car parked alongside the road, call them for a tow truck. Yeah. Well, I, I just want everybody to remember the overarching principle that there is no government that has ever existed or likely ever will be that will not reply or rely upon the maintenance of and, 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 and potential use of force to ensure its continuation and survival. I know of no such thing in history. I don't think there ever will be such a thing as long as we're human beings and human nature. I just don't see it any other way. And I'm saying that right now, the, the level... Of the, the, the level of force between what the federal government can employ and what the states can employ, generally speaking, is just too disparate for I think the state of affairs continue. Okay. Once again, very powerful, strong, informative. The church leaders that I asked to come on board, there were a couple here listening, but they did not participate. The church is so very important. The structure of the church, our heritage, is so very important. But we know all, all, I would say all the 501c3 churches out there are sellouts. They've sold out. And there will be no deals made with the devil. The Republic does not make deals with the devil. So there's only one father and he's in heaven. So you can't serve two fathers, you know. So, uh, once again, you know, we can't do anything without the churches. Hopefully the righteous churches out there will be made voices on this podcast again shortly because it's so very important to have a spiritual background and spiritual heritage and a foundation to stand upon here in this republic. So moving down the line, I guess closing thoughts to tonight's podcast. It's unfortunate that also the people of militia did not uh, continue on or, uh, excuse me, participate in the uh, podcast show. All right. Senator uh, Purcell, this is your first time listening in and being live on the show. I'd like to give you an opportunity to share your thoughts on tonight's show. Are you serving the military or patriot? Are you with us? Yes, Governor. Thank you. 
I've been listening, and, and one thing that really seems to stand out to me is that uh, we have to make a smooth financial transition. We're not going to get folks to sign up unless the money's right. So I think we need to look a little harder at how the money transition is going to happen. I don't have any answers there, but I, I find that to be probably the biggest the biggest issue. Bless you all. I agree. That's a good point you just brought up, and maybe next week we can address that. That would be something to think about, Roger, Jim, me, you, and uh, Mark, and uh, Dan. Uh, maybe we can talk about that maybe during the week, discuss that. It's very important. I'm sure money is something that we'll have the phone line uh, loaded up on that one. I just wanted to thank everybody for coming on, and I really respect all of you for being such patriots. Stay strong. Stay in the good news, the patriot news, not the fake news that you see on television. We're going to all work together on this. It's all going to end, out the, end up the way it's supposed to because God's in charge. Amen. Thank you, Sandy. And God bless you for your service. And thank you so much for your service. It's an honor to always have you on this podcast and to speak with you. And I'm so very grateful that you're a public. So thank you so much. Thank you. The honor is mine, sir. Well, uh, we just got to come together. We, we've got to face the truth. We've got to face the situation we, we've got out there. Unfortunately, it's we got to share information, but we got to do more than talk. And that's why I'm trying to get some things going where I can get out there and, um, you know, take the message further than just strictly on the podcast. Because I, I do the show on Monday, and please everybody join American Statesman, Blog Talk Radio, and we talk about the different subjects. But right now, we have shared a lot of information. People are waking up to what's going on. Now we have to make plans of what we're going to do. This is why I was talking about the ESG earlier, and, of course, we didn't. I didn't say too much in reference to the IRS, but they're forming an army against us. We have to do something. We cannot just sit here. Uh, and this is where the, the challenge comes: is to what to actually do. What I mean, it. We talk a lot about being, uh, it, it, you know, um, becoming a member, or being being a senator, or whatever else, that kind of stuff. And I can maybe, I can definitely see about trying to help out on that. What are we going to do between now and January 2023? That's going to make a difference. We have we have to take some action now, and that's that's the answer I can't seem to get. That's the, except for me to yeah. go out there and talk to candidates and the uh, various public officials. You're right, and I thank you so much for uh, participating. And as you know, I come over to your podcast when I can, also because I feel it's my duty to do that to ha- help you out with your listening base, and 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 you can be a voice for the republic. Thank you, and I hopefully you will be. You're very well spoken, very well. Uh, you have a lot of knowledge, and there's a place for you. There's a place for everybody in the republic. So yes, we need you. We need you definitely. Thank you for thank coming you. aboard. I just wanted to say to get this to pull this off, um, we're gonna need a lot of heart. And you need uh, God's help. And if you've ever been part of a a disaster, you know how people pull together then. And when you see the Babylonian system crashing down all around you, a system that you've been in your life and you don't really know much else, most of us don't really know much else, that's actually a good thing. It means we get a new change and a new beginning. That's my word of encouragement. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Sarge, you got something here you want to add here too? Yeah, I think we all have to agree that no matter what happens as a result of our efforts, uh, we got a tall, we got knowledge, we got a tall mountain to climb. It ain't insurmountable, but it ain't going to be easy. I mean, uh, the the ridicule directed at efforts like this is going to be off charts. You got to realize that. But uh, look, if you if you're really convinced that 
uh, you're doing the right thing. You just got to stay the course and be prepared for it. You're absolutely right. You are so, 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 so right. Jim, you going to say something here? Yeah, thank you, Joe. I charge everyone. I appreciate your participation and conversation. You know, conversation uh, is important. Steel sharpens steel. Wisdom comes from many sharp minds. I'd like to leave you with a, a metal picture, if I could. And Joe knows me. I I am censored to a degree. There's things I can't be fully disclosed about. So I, I like to talk sometimes in, in things you have to think about and reason out for yourself. That way you can't necessarily say, I said it. So there was a conversation earlier tonight that came up about Trump and, and what if he tripped and, and, you know, he's part of the RNC and, you know, there's questions there. We haven't got to where we want to be. And there's a lot of questions that are left to be answered. But what if Trump was the first person to be arrested because of his Mar-a-Lago case? What if they made it so that he couldn't get on the ticket? What do you think the uh, temperature of the American patriot was going to be at that time? There was been so much hope on uh, Trump who represented we the people. Now, we the people are well known in the Trump organization. I dare say they know who we are. I can't say we spoke one-on-one. That doesn't mean we haven't communicated in our ways. What if we all got together and just did our patriotic duty and did what we needed to do and helped the American people have fair and honest elections under a structure that's recognized in law by the world and has been recognized in law for, since it was filed, we have a J Treaty, uh, our first treaty. And for, regardless of whatever happened with RNC and Donald Trump, and they can always take him out to assassinate him, to poison him. I mean, all kinds of things can happen in that world he lives in, in the world we live in. But if we the people rise up and do our patriotic duty, we'll have the outcome that we need. And if we don't, we'll have the outcome we deserve. And with that, Joe, thank you, America, for joining us tonight in this conversation. Where it's emotional. We all got ideas. We all have plans. We all have dedication to this thing. And we all have our, our little pet peeves or projects or ideas about things. And we all, and all, some of us are concentrated on one thing or the other. And this IRS thing is really taking uh, shape. A lot of people are concerned about that. But remember, stay focused like a laser beam on the head of the snake and what's really controlling everything. And that's really, really, really the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve banking cartel, because there wouldn't be any IRS agents if it wasn't for the Federal Reserve. So, you know, we have to stay focused. And because uh, they can, and who controls the Federal Reserve, the evil cabal that's out there, and that's evil, whatever you want to call it, Satan, the Antichrist, whatever you want to call it, the evil out there, we've got to stay focused on that and make sure we try to stay good and believe in our hearts, no matter how frustrated we may become with each other or within our groups or what have you, it doesn't matter. I know the gentleman was bringing up some names there. He mentioned one gentleman's name uh, quite frequently, actually. So obviously he respects that individual and looks up to that individual or has a belief in that particular group. Be careful. Be careful with names and puffed up people and, 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 and who who's in charge of what. Because so quickly we can become divided on that. I've always said that. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. I do this for you. I don't care about anything but you. You, the people out there, that's what I care about. I care about you. I don't want anything from this but freedom. And you, the will of the people to take charge and be a, and just have your freedom. 
have your republic. That's what I care about. When I get to hang up this phone, I got 30 minutes and I'm going to do a 12 hour shift at work. I dedicated wholeheartedly. There's no excuses why I shouldn't be here or do what I'm doing. And there shouldn't be any excuses why anyone else out there within our country today shouldn't be banging down the lines of this phone chat tonight. Because we talk about the most serious, important issues we are facing here in America right now. And that's our freedom, our life, our country, our families, our jobs, everything all combined here we addressed here tonight. So with that being said, God bless our republic and please join us again next week at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please tell a friend, tell everybody about the republic. Go ahead. Close us out with prayer, please. Our website is republicforthenitedstatesofamerica.org. You can go to our home tab and uh, where do I begin? Please sign up for the emails and give us a way to establish communication with you. And do your research, read uh, the Declaration of Sovereign Intent and the claim of interest that we filed on your behalf. You need to own your future, folks, and this is the beginning stages of what we've done for you over the decades. And so please bless us, Mark, in our efforts. All right. Um, just I want to point out that uh, the Federal Reserve is controlling, thinks they have a lot of power, but they're uh, creating money out of thin air. <laughs> So that's kind of laughable a little bit. And um, also I wanted to say that when I did, first time I did view the Declaration of Sovereign Intent, and I read it, and I was only allowed to read part of it because it hadn't been filed yet, my heart just about left out of my chest. It's exactly what I wanted to happen and exactly what I wanted to hear. And uh, if you want that kind of joy, Patriots, don't be afraid to get on the website and read the Declaration, Declaration of Sovereign Intent. Father of Light, thank you for the many truths being revealed to us in this time of spiritual illumination and testing. Truths like, number one, this nation was founded on Christian principles. Or two, a republic obeys the law of nature and nature's God. Or three, we the people of the United States in order to form a perfect, more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. So thank you, Father for a nation of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity. Thank you that is such a rich heritage of freedom and originality, liberty. Help us to carry out the process of re-inhabiting our republic for the future posterity of this nation under God with liberty and justice for all people. Give us wisdom to represent the people of this land as the Bible and the organic constitution shows us how to do. Be with us, our military, our family, and our friends as we have a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence as we go forth to claim liberty throughout this land. Um, guard our nation for destruction and uh, be with us, Father God. Watch us in the blood of Jesus. Forgive our sins and strengthen us to stand and stay standing. Give us people and provisions to be able to carry out our work and provide for our family. In Yeshua, our Savior's name we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. God bless everybody. Amen. God bless the Republic.